We're joined now on the line by our market analyst, Clive Ventozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello! <laughs> Love top of the morning to you, Krishna, and to the rest of our AM Live listeners. <laughs> hey, listen, I, when you started talking about Bonnie and Clyde, I thought you were talking about Clive. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I, I don't know this bony person. You're you're yeah, not that but... notorious just yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Clive, uh, the dollar yeah. retreated against all of its major counterparts as as traders mm. are weighing the likelihood of the uh, Federal Reserve, uh, you know, raising interest rates next month. Mm. Yeah, it, you know, it's an interesting one. This uh, because we were thinking that perhaps by this time of the year we wouldn't be talking about whether or not the Fed should actually raise uh, its rate uh, in, the, in the next month's uh, 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 decision so, or meeting. So what has happened since at the beginning of the year, which has changed slightly the sentiment, is because the expected raise didn't happen when it was supposed to happen. Remember, they were saying about cyclically they would have four interest rate hikes this year, but it seemingly started to look like it's not going to happen because data proved to be different to what they had anticipated. So it's sort of like hanging in the balance. And so it's creating a little bit of a nervous situation for investors because we don't know if they will actually raise it. We, we started seeing the data even last week uh, after we looked into the third minute. It seems like they're very confident that they should be raising rates. But if something contrary happens, then it will mean that they will have to suspend those decisions and wait for another time when it will be applicable for them to do so. So a gauge of benchmark uh, against the dollar declined following a run of three weekly gains. Uh, the yen rose, by the way, uh, from near this month's low, as spurred by the biggest trade surplus in six years in, six years in the U.S. Uh, rebuttal of Japan's case intervention. What was interesting as well was that uh, we started to see some of the other currencies as well unfortunately declined because of that. So it's been a very, very tough start of the week for these Asian markets, mm. including the likes of the currencies as well. Well, let's get into the currency. The G7 showing gaps in currency tactics as that uh, mm. leader summit is looming. Yeah, you know, it's a very long history. And we know that within that G7, uh, the United States and Japan are sitting on a totally different spectrum. You know, uh, if, if it was five, ten years ago, Maybe the U.S. would be a bit more uh, lenient. But now they're starting to show that, you know what, well, actually our economy is looking much stronger. It's looking more in the balance. It's looking more like a, the one that will recover and survive this tough turmoil uh, of economic uh, structure. So what is happening is that even though uh, the two countries normally agree on certain things, it seems like the tensions at the gathering continue to create a little bit of uncomfortable uncomfortableness, especially with the bank governors who are sitting there. So the two biggest members, which is the U.S. and Japan, still very, very uh, uh, in, 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 in love ahead, mm-hmm. uh, underscoring the wider challenge of tackling the global slowdown. Um, you've got the policymakers who agreed on a common risk on international economy, but showed no appetite for whatsoever for laying down a shared strategy and combat the problem. So <laughs> you should have seen Shinzo Abe. That's uh, Sakina's favorite uh, minister, <laughs> prime minister. Because he's a Kazashi fan, that guy. I've seen him. He's, he's, he does the two thing. I don't know why. But he was saying that the guys uh, cannot reach consensus. And this is a problem. Because if the seven biggest economies in the world can't reach consensus on what to do in terms of structural reform on the economy, then we're in for trouble. Oh, well, Asian markets are up despite volatile currencies with Japan down on weak data. Yeah, we, we, they were very mixed in the beginning. But now they're starting 
slightly looking more positive. They're up. The MSCI Asia Pacific is up by about 0.40%. So it, it's slightly on the positive. But yeah, they, they, they were looking very strong uh, earlier on, and then they got into the mix when they got to midday. Uh, the MSCI broader index Asia Pacific, uh, which excludes, if you exclude Japan, looks very positive. It's actually up. Uh, by 0.6% on that basis. But if you didn't see Japan, because Japan is lower, it's looking like a bit down. At the Japanese Nikkei stock index as well, uh, it's extended its losses, shedding about 1.1% uh, after the uh, worrying uh, economic data that came out in the report that shows that the sales tax increase could proceed as planned. And if it does, then that would put Japan even in more dire circumstances because the consumer in Japan is already under a lot of pressure. So that might create a little bit of a bottleneck for them as they try to reform their economy. Oh, thanks, uh, Clive. That was uh, our market analyst, Clive. And Toza Bantu Ramatibela. AM Live on SAFM.